you know what time it is. It's Tail Thursday here at Campfire Chronicles. It's Kelsey Garmadia hosting you again. And of course, the podcast is still brought to you by Cure Habitat. We're going to be streaming it live on Twitch. So go ahead and go hang out with us over there. We'll chat in real time and hang out pretending that we're sitting next to a warm fireplace if it's cold where you live or a cool air conditioner if you're in the hot places. So I've got some good stuff for you today. Um, We're going to be reading from Two Story House for Tale Thursday. It was one of my first stories. It was my first story ever published, actually, in Midnight Screaming way back in 2010, I believe. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it was International Women's Day the other day. One of my favorite days because... I am a woman. (laughs) That sounded so dumb. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to just take a little bit of time to acknowledge uh, all the women out there. You know, I feel very connected to all of you. And it doesn't matter if you're trans, if you're gender fluid. Like, if you identify as a female, uh, you are a female in my eyes. You know, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who was saying that they would never date a trans woman. And I asked why. And they said, well, that was a dude. I hate when people bring this up because a trans woman is a woman. And there is a TikTok creator that I follow who is such a huge advocate for that. And I, I really, truly believe that, you know, you shouldn't discriminate a person based on their, you know, their identity, based on their race. And these people out there who tend to, you know, slip up and, and say things like that, it's hurtful. You know, you've got to you've got to take two seconds to realize that that person already struggled with their identity their entire lives. And, you know, I remember when trans rights and, you know, the greater LGBTQ community's rights came into the limelight. And I felt like it was recently, basically when um, the Defense Against Marriage Act was abolished and, you know, gay couples were able to get married, uh, legally married, not, you know, a partnership or whatever you want to call it. Um, And I... Remember when I started learning about people who were gender fluid or people who were trans and it was just like amazing to learn this, these people's stories because, you know, me personally, of course, I'm not going to understand what it's like to be a trans person or how their, their brain works because I am not trans. I'm, I, I feel I identify as a woman. I've always felt like that. And that's how they feel. You know, they unfortunately got assigned the wrong gender at birth. And I think a lot of people get hung up on that because they confuse sex and gender. You know, sex is sex. You're having sex under, you know, it's everything under the sheets. And then gender is who you are. And people feel that gender and sex are the same thing when it's not. I think it was Billy Joe Armstrong who said sex is fucking and gender is everything else. 
And I think that is like the perfect analogy to understand people who are different than yourself. You know, when I think about the idea of gender, I always go back and say, you know, who invented this social construct of gender? Who said, you know what, men and women are supposed to be together? I mean, because if you're talking about sex, yeah, okay, for the further um, furthering of our species as the human race, yes, okay, men, women, having sex, tends to make a baby, etc., etc. But that idea that either you have to love or you have to marry a man and you have to be with a man is a social construct. You do not have to identify with the the two major genders to be a human being. You're still a human being regardless. And, you know, when I think about trans women who were assigned the wrong gender at birth, it's the idea of gender is not even a real thing. You know, it's not tangible. You have to go you have to unlearn everything that you learned in your years past to understand trans people. And, you know, I accept trans women as trans women. I'm not going to sit there and argue with you that you're not who you are. And, you know, everyone always loves to say, oh, well, it's a choice. No, um, it's not. Because, you know, when I was born, I was born who I am today. The end. There's no gray area, no if, ands, or buts. And the people who are trans were forced by society to conform to their specific gender role, um, as well as sexuality. And I think that, you know, in honor of International Women's Day, it's important to understand that the idea of gender is a social construct. And if you can understand that aspect, you can accept trans women under the greater holiday of International Women's Day. And for all of you out there who are struggling with your own identity, with your own gender identity or your sexuality, please know that here at Campfire Chronicles is a safe place. If you want to share your story, you can by all means take the mic. You know, I can't speak for trans women and their experience. And I know that because... I didn't have the same experience as they did. But if you do want to tell your story, please, please take the mic for me. I will let you talk as long as you want on this issue because I don't know enough about it. And I will say, as a woman to another woman, you are seen and you are beautiful and you are strong. And it's not easy to be a woman in today's culture. You know, the International Women's Day is supposed to celebrate the women in your life who um, who possibly raised you, who you were a sibling to, who you were a friend to. Um, but I, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, one in four college-age women are going to experience rape in their lifetime. One in six for sexual assault. It's not an easy time being a woman. Do I want to go back in time? Absolutely not. We have definitely come a very long way, but we have so far to go still. 
So take a minute here and think about every woman that you have ever met, trans, gender fluid alike. Just take a moment and think about how many women in your life that you know and one in four of those women experienced sexual assault or rape. One in four. You know, when I was at college, I was a resident assistant for two years. And in my senior year, um, I held a program. We had to do programs at our residence halls. And I held a program, you know, the name escapes me what I, what I actually named it, but it was supposed to be... It was supposed to be a moment where you realized or as a student you accepted that bad things can happen at parties because that's what's hap- that's what happened to me. And I created like a mock party environment, had some people participate, had some people watch, kind of just asked the girls in the room, like, what did you see that was alarming to you in this fake party that I set up? Um, And I purposely had set up that, you know, a girl had left their drink and uh, somebody else put, you know, like roofies in their drink or drugs in their drink. And every single one of the girls noticed that. And I told them about my story. And I told them that I was raped in high school because I didn't have friends looking out for me. And as a woman, that's what we're taught. We're taught to look out for other women instead of teaching men and women alike not to rape somebody. And it's so disturbing that every single one of the females in that program I held knew that somebody had slipped drugs into that metaphorical drink that I had created. I think about this often because my whole life, I've really wanted to make an impact with people just to make sure that I can share what's happened to me so that it doesn't happen to somebody else. I want to change that statistic so badly. One in four women... I'm already one of three in my own family. It disturbs me so much that, you know, people joke about rape and joke about sexual assault. Or the minute that a woman comes out and says, I was raped, I was sexually assaulted, she's instantly guilty of lying. They never trust somebody who comes out And says I was raped. And I always, always believe whoever it is that tells me that. I always believe them. And the reason why is because of what happened to me when my friend who found me didn't. And it crushed me. And it made me be quiet. And it made me not necessarily contemplate suicide, but it made me not try to live. So on this International Women's Day, look to your family members who identify as female. Thank them for being there for you. 
and protect them. And when I say protect them, I don't mean knight in shining armor, I'm going to slay the dragon. I mean, look out for them. Because, unfortunately, that statistic still hasn't gone down from one in four. And trans women are constantly berated in this country day to day. Just protect them. Protect any female who is being criticized for who they are without a second guess. So, as part of International Women's Day, I'm going to read to you Two Story House. Now, Two Story House was a story that I wrote for my very first creative writing class at SUNY New Paltz back in 2009, possibly 2008. And this particular story was written as a writing prompt. Now, my professor, Professor Doherty, one of my all-time favorite writing professors um, in the English program there, and I hope he stays forever and ever, amen, because his ideas and his writing prompts helped me get through so many writer speed bumps, it wasn't even funny. Um, but Two Story House required you to tell a story about somebody going up or down a flight of stairs and had to include one fact that you had to look up. That was the writing prompt. Write somebody walking up the stairs or going down the stairs and find a fact that you can include within the story. And it was a very interesting writing prompt. And I remember I got super sick the day I was supposed to bring it to class. So I never really got to read my story. Um, and it was a little upsetting because I love this story. Um, it's all about women taking the power back. And I, I think that's kind of appropriate for International Women's Day. Um, so Two Story House, it's a relatively short story. It's called Flash Fiction. Um, I kind of explained that that's the majority of my writing is flash fiction because longer stories, eh, I never have quite figured that out. Um, but I'm going to read you Two Story House. Let me know what you think. And then, of course, you know, we'll chit chat in the in the chat below. So without further ado, I give you Two Story House. She sat for hours in front of that same damn mirror. The cover-up was beginning to dwindle. She threw away her cotton ball and reached for another. The darkened circle under her eye was beginning to blend into her mocha-colored skin. The rest of the odd-shaped bruises were already covered up with the same makeup. She threw another cotton ball into the trash can. Years had passed and thousands of trash bags filled with those dirtied cotton balls were taken along with millions of other trash bags to the closest town dump. Sixteen years of covering up began to shave away at her, though. Another cotton ball landed in the trash can, joining the fifty other soiled ones. Her face looked almost normal. Normal enough. His footsteps made the floorboards creak loudly. She always loathed the decision he made of installing wood floors. Brazilian teak wood. The whole damned house was filled with it. He was always an advocate for outward appearances. If it looked great, it was great. She ground her teeth roughly. 7.5 million acres of the Amazon are cleared for assholes like him. I hope he's the first person to die from global warming. A smirk spread across her face. Her husband. Dead. A chill traveled down her spine. She wasn't sure if it was normal to feel like that towards the man she married, 
but it was the first thing she felt passionate about since that dreadful wedding day. Another creak from the floorboard, and her husband appeared in the bathroom doorway. She flinched instinctively. That cover-up isn't doing much. She faced the mirror again and re-examined herself. He stepped into view behind her. Their eyes met. She pictured stabbing him through the eye with her pick comb. The thought made her giggle. That is much too messy to clean up. He took an aggressive step towards her and spoke into her ear. You better look flawless at the banquet tonight. A movie reel popped into her head of her thrusting her palm upward under his nose and pushing his cartilage into his brain. She held back the laugh that was trying to escape her throat. His abusive habits, however, broke her hand and her newly healed bones still were tender, making that plan impossible. He paced across the floor and stood in front of the full-length mirror, adjusting his Armani-tailored suit. There has to be a way to get rid of him. Her hand squeezed tightly around the cover-up bottle, but she quickly released it as the pain burned through her fingertips. The sound of his overcoat swinging over his shoulders brought her back to reality. I don't know how I am going to be seen with you tonight. His eyes traveled her body slowly and his face further scrunched up in disapproval. She stood as he made his way towards the door to the bathroom and followed him to the staircase. She had run out of plans on how to kill him by the time they reached the hallway. He was too strong for her to fight off if he did fight back. In the midst of her thoughts, she stepped on the back of his leather shoe. He turned simultaneously and connected the back of his hand against the tender skin on her face. It burned and pulsed with each reverberating pound of her heartbeat. She whipped her face towards him, every ounce of anger turning her face a dark shade of red. What are you going to do about it, huh? His voice echoed throughout the empty house. When she didn't respond, a smug smile spread across his face. Good girl. He took a step closer to the stairs. She had never counted the steps leading to the first floor prior to this night. Eighteen. His foot reached the top step. Her time frame was growing smaller with each second. She followed him closer, her, her breath barely reaching his neck. Her hands trembled, her breathing quickened, and a smile spread across her face. Sometimes what people need to change is a little push. And that was Two Story House. So what do you think? Nice hearing that uh, this particular character took back the power and uh, off her husband. <laughs> Uh, this was a really fun story to, to write. It's under a thousand words. Um, I absolutely loved writing it and reading it uh, to some of my classmates once it got published. So, um, you know, if you want to read some more, I have stuff available on Wattpad under Redundant 30. And, you know, I've got some snippets from novels. I've got some snippets from poetry and uh, super fun to, to kind of add some stuff on there from time time to time so go ahead and check it out you know like I said Wattpad Redundant 30 I'm on there follow me I'll follow you back um, but aside from that that was Tales Thursday for you so if you have any suggestions you can always email us at campfirechronicles at icloud.com stop by our Facebook comment um, like I mentioned last week I'm going to be leaving some open submission calls so if you yourself are an author and you'd love to be featured Go ahead and submit. You know, you can always message us on there or send an email. And then we'll contact you when we want to schedule the interview. 
On behalf of Care Habitat, my name is Kelsey Garmandia. Thanks for stopping by the campfire. See you Sunday.